So again, happy Sabbath. I want to welcome you all. I see some visitors here. It's good to see. Some I haven't seen for a while. Um, all right. So um, today, we're going to do something a little different. And uh, how many were here last week? A good share of you were here last week. And uh, Richie Bauer had uh, mentioned that uh, in the ministry of healing, healing in, uh, on page 143, fourth paragraph, says, uh, Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching the people. Do we know what Christ's method is? Or sometimes we're a little nervous to do Christ's method? You see, the Savior mingled with men as one who desired their good. He showed his sympathy for them, ministered to their needs, and won their confidence. Then he bade them, follow me. There is need of coming close to the, to the people by personal effort. If less time were given to sermonizing and more time were spent in personal ministry, greater results would be seen. The poor are to be relieved, the sick cared for, the sorrowing and the bereaved comforted, the ignorant instructed, the inexperienced counseled. We are to weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. Accompanied by the power of persuasion, the power of prayer, the power of the love of God, this work will not, cannot be without fruit. So, today, it says in our opening, in our text, Revelation, that uh, we're in a battle. How many see the battle? How many feel like you're in a battle? Yeah, I think we can all agree with that, huh? (laughs) And... uh, In Revelation 12, this dragon that we are in this battle with, which is Satan, is in battle with the women. And who's the woman? Who's the church? We are. We are the church. And he went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which do what? Yes, the faith of Jesus, we find that out, but it also says here the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus. So, I ask you a question. Do you have the testimony of Jesus? And if you were asked to give your testimony of Jesus, what would you say? If somebody came up and asked you, says, because of the way the things are in the world and the way the things are in the United States and they're, they're baffled, they don't know what's, what's going to happen and, but they kind of have an idea, maybe somebody has mentioned something to them or they've read the news reports or, and they think that, well, the United States, it's, 
that's going to come back. It's going to come back strong. It's going to come back better. What would you say to them if they asked you, what do you think? What do you think? You know, last couple of years I've been really, uh, God's been giving me an ample opportunity to uh, answer some of these questions because I'm having people ask me these questions. And uh, I feel definitely not worthy, a little nervous sometimes. Sometimes, if you ever had your mind just go blank sometimes and you just, where did it go? <laughs> but God always, God always gives me what I need to say. And uh, I want us to turn to Hebrews chapter 9. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 9. And uh, and we'll look at verses 16 and 17. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 16 and 17. It says, For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the tester. For a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the tester liveth. So who's this referring to? Who's this talking about? It's talking about Jesus. But you know what? This has a dual application. Because there are many places in the Bible where it talks about death, and there's different types of death. And uh, in Matthew 8.22... There was a, a person that wanted to follow Jesus. He said, but Jesus, first got to go bury my father. And Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead. So when Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead, he's talking about live people, isn't he? Because how can a dead person bury a dead person? It's not going to happen. So there are people that are walking around that are dead. And uh, that's, that's one, one way to be dead. Another way to be dead is Paul, in 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty one says, I die daily. And uh, just right before that, in uh, verse 29, it talks about being baptized for the dead. So what are they talking about being baptized for the dead? Well, if there are live people walking around dead, why were you baptized? Why were you baptized? What was your intentions? To get clean? Because you hadn't had a bath for a while? Or what is your reasons for being baptized? For the testimony of Jesus, perhaps? I think so. Because there's a lot of dead people out there. And, and also, Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians 4.12, um, it says, death worketh in us, but life in you. And so he's talking about himself and the people that are working directly with him, and they're reaching out to these churches, to these people, and they're starting churches in different parts of the land, and he's writing these letters, and 
because this is another type of death. This is, this is the death of the old man. And Jesus is working on that in each and every one of our lives. The old man, the old woman. I shouldn't say old woman. That probably don't sound too good. <laughs> but um, that's why Paul says we need to die daily. And because of the death that happens in us, there can be life in those who are walking out there dead and that don't know Christ and what he's done for them. It says in Ephesians 2, verse 1, that he quickened, uh, quickened those that were dead, made alive. That word quickened means to, means to be made alive. And in verse 5, it talks about, hath quickened us together to sit in heavenly places. You know, and I was thinking about that, to sit in heavenly places. Does this earth feel like a heavenly place? What we're going through, the struggles, does it seem like a heavenly place? But I was thinking about that, and it says, uh, thy way is in the sanctuary. And so as we look at the sanctuary... And as we go through the sanctuary, we go through the sacrifice. The blood of Jesus has covered us, and we have the labor, and we have baptism, we have cleansing, and then we go into the holy place. And as we are in these places, as we go through these places in the sanctuary, we are with Christ. He's with us all the way. He's t- That's the only way we can be in there is because Jesus has gone there before us, and he is there. He is the sanctuary. And let's go to Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36. And I share this with some of you, but, uh, and I'm sure you've all read this at times, and, uh, but sometimes we need a refresher. But as we go to Ezekiel 36 and look at verse 22, beginning of verse 22. It says, therefore, or excuse, yeah, therefore, say unto the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sake. I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake. That's why he's doing this, is for his holy name, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whether ye went. So what were the Israelites not doing? What were they not doing here? They were not witnessing. They were not letting their light shine, were they? They were profaning his name. And he says, And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which you have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified. When I shall be sanctified, where will he be sanctified? In you, in us, before their eyes. That is a huge testimony. That is huge. And then it goes on to say, For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries, and I will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Sounds like the latter rain to me. 
A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Let's be praying for this heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. So, one of my jobs here in this church is personal ministries. And we've been trying to get together some small groups, and we have gotten some small groups together, and we have some people out doing Bible studies, and uh, there's, a, there's a lot going on. And now we, and we have grief share going on, and we have... Uh, the addiction program that's going to be starting. But is that enough? Can we just say, well, we're doing quite a bit. I think we're doing all right, you know. And, but it comes down to the question, what am I doing? Am I listening to God and his leading? And so I would like to share a little bit with you about what God is doing through some of these ministries. But the question I want to ask you today, because we, I'm asking for you to give your testimony about what Jesus is teaching you in your life. What are you studying? I don't want a sermon because we're not sermonizing today. (laughs) And there might be many people who would like to share. But in a um, condensed version, what is God doing in your life? And what do you feel like maybe you're not doing that maybe you want to be doing? And uh, so that we can pray for that to happen. You know, uh, last couple of years we've been doing, we started out with this study called Salvation in Symbols and Signs with James Rafferty and Ivor Myers. And we went through this program mostly. We didn't quite get through the very tail end of Daniel, but we studied Revelation in the book of Daniel. And um, we were over at Don and Faye Horrocks, and we had a, a group over there. And the way circumstances were, uh, it, we weren't able to finish the whole thing. But we've started another one down at the thrift store, and we've been doing that one with the 72 studies in, the, in uh, Revelation. We've gone clear through that. We have people from the community that have been coming in and learning. And we don't have to, to uh, beat anything over their heads. We just let the Bible speak for itself. And it's so beautiful to see some of the questions that they have. And we say, well, you know, we're going to be dealing with these questions a little bit later. You know, the Bible's going to explain this. And so as we let... The studies just keep going on, and they keep coming back, and they just keep learning. And uh, we're right now with this group. We're uh, about three-quarters of the way through Daniel, and they're just amazed at what they've learned. And I know that uh, I don't know how that study's going with. Uh, did you, are you doing one, Brent, with that guy? You are doing that one? with salvation symbols and signs or just doing a regular study with him well praise the praise the lord and that's we want to do we want to get many studies going um so today if we can have our deacons grab a mic or a couple of mics 
And uh, I want to hear, and we want to hear, what God is doing and teaching you in your life. Just raise your hand. We got one back, Victoria. Um, I'm on a chat. It's on Telegram, and it's um, open to the public. And they have live chats. Different people can open up their own channels and stuff like that. Well, um, a lot of these live chats that I was on, there were a lot of supposed Christians. Um, on there, but they were mixing a lot of the New Age movement with Christianity. So I started my own channel, and I started doing recordings, and I've been reading to the public. Uh, I read read the whole book of Desire of Ages. Praise the Lord. And I'm reading through... um, I mean, wait, 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 I take that back. I read all the book of Steps to Christ, so I had like 70... (laughs) <laughs> anyway, 70 times of because um, I only read a chapter at a time. Uh-huh. And then um, now I'm on Desire of Ages, and I'm up to um, chapter 13. Praise God. Praise God. It's amazing, you know, what in personal ministries, what God can do with each one of Just one person. The difference that one person can make. Anyone else? Yeah, I uh, have been struggling with anger issues for a very, very long time. Apparently, I was a very angry young man. Um, and it, it certainly is a problematic situation in my, my home at the particular moment, but you'd be amazed at how when you give it to God, you can say, Jesus, take this from me and give me that heart of love. I mean, I'm seeing in myself so many Changes. I mean, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't gamble. I, I have quit so many things by giving this to God. And the last one that I really have to conquer is anger. And I think we can all attest to the fact that we get angry. Amen. But expressing it has been a very hard thing for me not to do. And praise God, I am one of the most not angry guys that I have ever known from where I started. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Brent. I, uh, I am not one to go out and get uh, Bible studies. I'm not one to talk about things. I'm, I don't know. I'm a coward. I'm ashamed of myself. Whatever. I struggle with these things. But... I had the most exciting thing. My wife met somebody, her and Esther, and handing out the great controversies, met this man in Naples, close to Naples. Yeah. And she says, can you come and, you know, kind of go with me to the Bible study? And so I started a Bible study with him. And we're just using those little stickers that you put in your Bible, like chain reference uh-huh. type of things. And uh, then she left, and she's never been there hardly ever since. <laughs> So here I am. Anyway, it's been going really well. And this, the Lord paired me up with a, a, a nice man that uh, is hungry, yeah. is really hungry for the word of God. And, and uh, I tell you the truth, I have not received as much joy in my life as when I am giving a Bible study, sharing 
Jesus. Amen. And the things to me that used to be boring, you know, I was all into prophecy and all these things. But as I study with this man the character of Jesus and what God and the Son have done for us, what they have given up, my heart is so warmed, Amen. so full of joy that it, it just makes it a, it's been a blessing. And Praise I'm, God. I'm grateful for this opportunity. Praise God. Sherry. Um, I just want to thank the Lord for, like, Andrew Andriquez. We listened to him, and he was talking about no guile in our hearts to be purified. And Satan always tempts our minds with bad thoughts sometimes, and everybody has different struggles. But I just think that his sermon on... Um, Claiming those promises over our mind is powerful, mm-hmm. and we got to be ready for God's coming. And God's given me victory um, more and more, so I just thank God. thank God for that. Thank you. You know, I have to say that in, in going through these uh, studies in Revelation and Daniel, um, which I'd been through before, but never... I've never learned what I've learned now. And, and truly, Jesus is all through the pages of these books. You go to Daniel, clear from chapter 1 to chapter 12, it's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. And the same in Revelation. And yes, the dragon's there, uh, the beasts are there, but it's, it's a love story. It's a love story about Christ and his love for us and what he's doing for us. And when you, when you truly start connecting through the word and seeing Jesus face to face in the scriptures, through the stories, and you start seeing this in people's lives, you start seeing people changed, uh, you, get, you get a sensation which is the Holy Spirit working inside you that takes away the fear of, of sharing the gospel. And, and some, I'm not going to say it's always going to be a smooth road. And there's probably, because Satan's not going to go down easy, and he wants to, he's going to keep fighting. But with the armor of God, we can move forward. Ingrid. Well, the first question we have to ask ourselves is, why are we here? Why are we here on this earth? Why are we here in this town? Mm-hmm. Why are we here in this church? And my question is, why am I back in my home, in my old neighborhood? And so I, you know, what can I do? And um, so I've just kind of taken a mission of praying for all my neighbors and to uh, try to join them together. We have a lot of young people moving into our neighborhood I think we're the only old ones there. <laughs> but anyway, just uh, making sure, uh, do you know this neighbor? Do you know this neighbor? Making sure they are interacting and happy to say they are. But um, what more can I do than that than just pray for them? So I'm trying to do whatever I can. Um, I just babysat four little munchkins about the size of this little guy the other day for my neighbor. It was quite quite interesting just little things that you can do to help them she needed to go get groceries and so just reaching out to them and so that's been my personal mission 
uh, right where I am. But I want to do another plug for self, uh, salvation in symbols and signs. I've been in the church over 50 years, and I've said this before here. Um, I've done a lot of Bible studies for myself personally with people, a lot of evangelistic meetings, a lot of revelation meetings. And, I've, and it's all been wonderful and new, especially my very first Bible studies I took. I couldn't believe what I was learning. It was so simple. Even I could understand it. And I just thought, why? We're being lied to here. We're, we're not knowing the truth that's in there. And so I got excited about that. But now, after all this time doing this Bible study, and, and I know we keep saying it, and people don't know until they get into it, this is really exciting. I am little by little learning uh, in, in things that, like Jeff said, are just, uh, I didn't know. And it's so awesome. It just really inspires me that, that I'm learning these things. And so I'm encouraging everyone I know. I'm, I think I said that too before. I encouraged my son way down in Walla Walla. You know, get your Bible study group to do this. You know, if you need something new to do, it's really exciting. You're really going to love it. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just hoping we can get more of these groups going. And Amen. people, you don't realize just sitting here and you haven't done it and haven't seen it. You don't realize what you're missing. Amen. And we are doing one at Bill and Ingrid's house on Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock. Um, and uh, I know Perry and Dagny have been coming. And, and uh, anyone else who would like to come? I, I have one, actually. Go ahead. Well, it's more of a testimony. Um, my testimony is God's love for all of us and his patience and his forgiveness. I cannot count how many times I've messed up and... Then I'm like, oh, you know, God's mad at me. He's going to forsake me and leave me with the devil, and then the devil's going to trash me. And then, and then God's still there every single time. It's like, you know, and that testimony for me is the way God is patient with me, I want to pass it on to others. Amen. And I, I want to forgive others. I want to love others and and just keep giving people chances and that's one thing we cannot beat god in is forgiving love and patience amen and that's what that's what i learned yes uh forgiveness that's can be one of the hardest things to humble yourself to forgive somebody to truly forgive wayne i pray i can say this right We have an employee at the thrift store, and they've shown incredible growth for the past three years from not praying to praying for our morning prayer. They've helped tremendously with the printing of these DVDs, Salvation Signs and Symbols. We've had some really good conversations. And while I was gone, they came up here to church for the first time. And while they were here, I wish that this dear soul would have seen the, the message that you just shared with Christ's methods alone. Because someone told them that they're going to hell for not worshiping on the right day. You effectively sealed the door of witnessing to that individual, to my worker again. I'm thankful that they came to me and we were able to talk about it. 
And I kind of thought that that, and I prayed that that was a one-off. And yet yesterday, standing in my yard, I had a neighbor come to me and said that another Adventist had told them that they were going to hell because they're worshiping on the same day, on the wrong day. And I beg of you, please do not witness like that. Are you looking up the quote again, Jeff? Um, actually, I looked up another one in contact with others. Share that, and then I want to share something else with the salvation signs and symbols. In uh, Ministry Healing, again, in contact with others, it says, in every, every association of life calls for the exercise of self-control, forbearance, sympathy. We differ so widely in disposition, habits, education, that our ways of looking at things vary. We judge differently. Our understanding of truth, our ideas in regard to the conduct of life are not in all respects the same. There are no two whose experience is alike in every particular. The trials of one are not the trials of another. The duties that one finds light are to another most difficult and perplexing. So frail, so ignorant, so liable to misconception is human nature that each should be careful in the estimate he places upon another. We little know the bearing of our acts upon the experience of others. What we do or say may seem to us of little moment when could our eyes be open. We should see that upon it depended the most important results for good or for evil. Amen. I read in a book years ago, Christ Object Lessons, it says, as in the natural, so in the spiritual. And we can pray and ask God to teach us spiritual lessons from natural things. This week also we had a customer come in. She bought something. She needed help loading it. As I'm helping her load this, I'm praying for wisdom. And I appreciate those of you that pray for the thrift store because it is making a difference. And if anyone needs wisdom, I need it down there for sure. But as we're loading this up and she starts talking about natural things, God gives me the wisdom to turn it to spiritual things. Praise God. And as I'm sharing with her, we start talking about revelation. And she told, looked me right in the eye and she said, I am scared of that God. I don't know if I want anything to do with him. And I said, you know, I can explain that. And she just stopped and looked at me. And she said, you can? Wow. And I said, I can. And she said, I'm listening. <laughs> and I said, if you will start in Revelation 8 or 9, you will be scared to death. I understand. I said, if you will start in Revelation 1 and you will learn about Christ. And as Ingrid has said, and as Jeff has said, and as I've seen with my own eyes, I've never seen it presented this way before, but it is actually a love story. Totally just stood there and said that God hasn't given up on him, and I'll tell you, God hasn't given up on me. And I said, if you will start in Revelation 1-1 with the love story and see how God desires you and desires a relationship with you, and if you will see this other person come along and says, I can take her away from you, And God says, no, you can't. And I said, if you will see the hand of protection that God has over you, and if you will see how God lays all this out, I said, it will totally change your view of revelation. Amen. And she said, that sounds interesting. And I said, I have a DVD I'd like to share with you. (laughs) Friends, we have to ask for God's wisdom. We cannot do this on our own. I am not smart enough. No one else is. God will teach us. He will prepare us each and every day. If our heart and mind starts with God and stays with him during the day, we will be able to effectually witness for others. 
like Jeff, my mind is going blank. That's because what I was about to say, God didn't want me to say. <laughs> and I had to ask to give me some words to say because what I was about to say just went away. And God will give us what we need. That's the gift of the Holy Spirit that he gave us before he left. That's a gift we must have, and it will make all the difference in the world. Don't go after what you see is wrong in someone. Christ didn't condemn them, and we shouldn't. Lift up Christ. Let them ask the questions and pray for wisdom to answer those questions. And God is, is doing amazing things. Everyone is wanting answers this day and time. They are. They are. And we have... Ingrid's got. Um, we have a radio station coming on board, and I think we're all set up here practically. And uh, you know, there's the truth is going to be going out to this whole community. And what are we going to do? Are we going to be able to answer questions that they might have? I mean, it's going to put us more in the spotlight being out there, but God will help you. You know, just pray every morning, God, send me someone, and I'm scared to death, but Lord, give me words to speak for your glory. Ingrid. I just want to add to what I said. I was brought into the church in 1971 by works. Uh, Even though I love the truth, I thought that's what I had to do to please God. Well, that left a, a bad taste in my family's mouths, and my sister is very against what I believed. <clears throat> in fact, she was also approached saying that she didn't have the right truth, and that really didn't help at all. She's actually agreed to come and do the Bible the studies with us on Revelation. She's yes. really enjoying them. Praise We've had God. some discussions, yes. and I just <laughs> praise the Lord. She's, I thought maybe she'd just say, well, I don't want to do this, but she's really interested, so it, it's really a testimony. Amen. Oh, Don. Um, I just wanted to share with, uh, we have another young lady that works at the thrift store. I have known her for many years before she worked there. And um, in October, and um, so she's been, she has to take care of all the details now of her mom's um, home exactly. and selling yeah. whatever. And um, it's, she's become overwhelmed with it. And I have been, we have helped her in her home and stuff, um, trying to deal with something on the house. She needs to sell the house really bad. So if we could pray that um, her home will um, sell soon. Her mom's home. And her mom put her through our Adventist schools um, through her edu- all her education. So she has, she's not a Seventh-day Adventist, and, um, but she went through our schools, except for the last year. She moved here through her senior year. And she said her mom wasn't very happy when she went to public school here because... I remember her saying, she goes, Mom wasn't very happy that I ended my school years in public school. But her mom wasn't an Adventist either, so I don't know exactly how that came about. But um, it, we also need to share with and help one another. Um, and that's really how, you know, you can reach them too. Just find someone that um, is in need, you yeah. know. We start with sharing and helping. 
Something really important to keep in mind is Randy back in the back. But uh, as we're sharing God's word, I want you to know that it's not our job to convert somebody. We are only the messengers. It's God through the Holy Spirit that does the converting of the soul. So don't think you have to go in and make somebody a Seventh-day Adventist. That's not my goal. My goal is to present the truth to people that don't know the truth. And what they do with it is their decision. But if they go on and they start sharing it with other people, then the truth is going forward. And I don't know if there'll be how many Adventists are going to be in heaven, but I know there's going to be a lot of God's people in the kingdom of heaven because they'll all be God's people. And they're going to be coming from all different faiths and walks in life. Randy. Yeah, I was just going to say I really encourage everyone in the church to get involved with our ministries, to get out there and, and uh, tell people about Jesus, share the word. Uh, the reality is, and all the things I'm involved with, I feel like I'm getting more of the blessing than they are. So, Amen. Amen. Uh, people don't realize that. I mean, Esther goes out with a group every week. I'm always amazed with the stories. Sure, they have some negative you know, folks that slam the door or whatever, but... Uh, more than that, they get a lot of people extremely interested. We've had people that want to come to the uh, Bible studies. Brent started a Bible study from someone just on the door we knocked on. Yeah, These are the, the time is now, and the people really out there are hungry for answers. Yes, they are. And they don't know where to turn. And all we need to do is, is to meet them where they are, of course. Mm-hmm. Don't. Uh, you know, accuse them of anything. Right. Jesus always met people where they are in that point in time and talk about it. It could be as simple as talking about the lady at the landfill that she's trying to quit smoking. Yes. It could be very simple. Yeah. Right. But I encourage everyone and pray right. for everyone. Amen. Bill, and then up front here. I would like to encourage everyone. What they, you can ask yourself, so what can I do? I, I don't know how to witness. Well, you don't have to. Do you have a home? You can open them up. When people ask you questions about world affairs, you can say, well, I have some answers. Come and watch these studies that we're doing. Yeah. You know, we've been trying to reach Ingrid's sister ever since, ever since I've known her. And we have got zero, nowhere with her. But these studies is a door to reach people that we don't know how to reach, but the Holy Spirit does. Yes. She has answers and questions and everything. Well, I don't agree with this and that. She's always telling us that she goes to her pastors and they tell her different. And, but you know what? Well, just she keeps coming back, and the Holy Spirit is working on her. Praise and God. so we can all open our homes up and invite our friends and family, mm-hmm. and we can teach them the truth. We don't have to tell them nothing. When we do, we get in the way usually. Yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, up front here. Okay, so you asked what we have been learning this past year that the Lord has been teaching us. Amen. And so I just wanted to share some things I've learned. And one of the main things was that how God works in your life. Like, how do you live righteously? How do you live a life for God? And one of the main things is that we cannot do it through our own works, but through loving God. Amen. And I think a lot of people struggle with this because they want to do what's right. And so they struggle to do what's right. But if you don't read your Bible, you don't get to know God. 
That's and faith fact. comes by reading by the word of God. So what happens is, if you don't know God, how can you love God? Yeah. And by loving God, you'll know God. And by knowing God's character, you'll know his laws. And you'll be able to obey those laws and all those things. Yes. And it's easy to get complacent and, and then to try, to try to come back or, you know, whatever it is. Maybe you're, it's not you. But something that he's been teaching me is that you have to love him first. You have to know him. Then all these things you can try to you can you can do not try but you will want to do want and it'll stay with you. Yeah, that's the way a love relationship is. That's the way it is. Art. Um, God is amazing and God is good. I was reading in Numbers where it says the words that God uh, puts in my heart that will I speak, and I prayed to God. That's the prayer that I said. Whatever you put in my heart, I will speak. Within five minutes, I get a text saying, could you be my graduation speaker? And I was just shocked, amazed. I told my wife, and I said, yes, I would. Part of the message that, as you folks were all talking, at the cross, there were actually two types of Seventh-day Adventists. One was the one, you look at them, they look like they had a perfect understanding of the Sabbath. And they also were looking for the Messiah. They were called Pharisees. They put him on the cross. But the other Seventh-day Adventist, which I believe is a true Seventh-day Adventist that I want to be a part of, that body, is the one that saw the Lamb of God. It says in the Spirit of Prophecy, he saw the Lamb of God, the dying Savior, and he cast himself fully in Jesus Christ. And he he also put his um, allegiance to his kingdom, say, I want to be with you in your kingdom. And the King of Kings promised him, you will be with, you will be. with me in my kingdom. So true to Seventh-day Adventists, there's Seventh-day Adventists that may look and say and act everything, but they don't have that relationship with that dying Savior. So we need to pray for those Adventists, like Wayne said, that are so focused on telling the Sabbath in a satanic way, because that is not of God. No. We need to know God the way the thief on the cross, where in humility, when he was rejected by the whole world, recognized the Son of God. And he was a first Seventh-day Adventist. And I want to close with this verse. You all know it. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Amen. I do not associate with people in the community to bring them to this church. I associate them with them to bring them to the word of God so that they understand the truth. And if God convicts them, and if I can share more, the seeds are being planted right now because I believe we live in a place. I believe this area is Pella, where God, there's going to be people coming out of the cities. Yeah. And I just want us to be prepared to help people yes. as they are seeking the truth. Yes. Thank you. Lisa. Um. I watch YouTube videos, (laughs) and um, God has placed on my heart at various times that whoever might be presenting the video, um, that I send them a great controversy. And um, I don't know if any of you know Greg Hunter. Um, He has a YouTube video that has news on it. I was impressed to send him a great controversy. And sometimes it's hard to search out these addresses, but 
I find him and it's like, well, Lord, if it goes to the wrong place, I pray it <laughs> pluses whoever. Exactly. But um, <clears throat> I received a thank you from Greg Hunter. I sent one to Sherry Timpenny. I received a thank you from her. I sent one to Dr. Brian Artis. I don't know if any of you have watched him. Um, Gary Ka, a Christian from another denomination that understands a lot of the things that are going on in the world right now. Um, so that it's, those people are burdens on my heart because they, they have some of the truth and they understand a dynamic of the spiritual battle that's going on, that's being played out in the politics and all the different things that are happening in the world. And I feel a burden that they need to know what the real truth is. Yes. And um, so I pray for these people too. And that's just something that the Lord's pressed on my heart. Praise God. There's so many things that we can do. I mean, God's got thousands of ways of doing things, and we just need to be open to let the Holy Spirit guide us to where he wants us to go. Is there anyone else that would like to, to share this time? Uh, we'll go to Ginger and then Wayne. This is amazing. All your testimonies to me are fabulous. Thank you so much. And I just want to share that the the main thing that God has been doing in my life in the past year um, is that he wants me to know that love is where it's at and that I am to love even though I might be in a situation that is not so loving. But he wants me to love. And he says, Ginger, let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth. But what is good and necessary for uh, education that it may offer grace, grace, grace to the hearers. Do we do that? Or do we always, I want to say what I'm going to say here. No, we need to love. Let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth, Ginger. But what is good? for necessary edification, that it may offer grace to the hearer. You're Eddie. <laughs> I think he was telling me to shut up. <laughs> I don't think so, but Wayne, go ahead. I wasn't trying to point a finger earlier. I've witnessed the wrong way myself, even since I've been here, and very recently and I've had to go back and, and try to make wrongs right. I think the biggest thing is that when Deborah and I were talking about this addiction recovery class, I asked her, how many people do we have class for? And she thought about it for a minute, and she held up one finger. One person. If we here, if I can reach one person, if you here can reach one person, 
that person could be at the cash register. That person can be someone that if you've prayed in the morning, God will bring you that one person. I know many people I've heard it told me many times, well, you're in a good place, Wayne. They just come to you. Well, if you pray, they'll come to you too. Okay, because it's not the store that's bringing them. It's God that's bringing them. I think they're all around us. <laughs> they're, they're all around us. There's plenty to go around. Um, but just we're looking for that one. And if God gives us that one before noon, I've got some more time, God. Do you have another one? And at the, I just want to second what I've heard from multiple people here is that the blessing, I know that they're receiving a blessing because they'll say that, but the blessing is for me. I've, I've got tremendous blessings whenever I share, and it helps me to grow. It helps me to learn. Mm-hmm. And when I get it wrong, and I do, I'm human, I apologize, I confess it, and I go back and try again. I don't yeah. give up. I don't quit. Go forward looking for that one. Amen. Amen. I wasn't trying to... Uh... <laughs> cut ginger off i didn't think you were i was just i saw wayne's hand go up and uh so yeah now ginger i wouldn't do that (laughs) one quick little thing here to add to what all of you have said my sister said to me you're just not going to be happy until you make me a seventh day adventist are you now go answer that one and i said absolutely not joe I want you to have a personal relationship with the Lord, and I think you're on the right path. We need to encourage people, not judge them and put them down. Amen. Harry? Oh. After Brent, we have Harry in the back. Oh, oh, I didn't see you, Nico. I just wanted to say, um, you know, we have our Discover Bible School that we send out through correspondence, and we've had... A lot of interest, and they've sent in. Some have started, and only a few have finished or come close to finishing. But, uh, you know, the goal is uh, seeds are being planted. And we, I haven't seen one of those in the church yet, but that's, you know, that's God's problem. That's He's, God's job. He, he the, they went through these lessons. I don't know what the fruit is going to be of that. But someday we'll know. Amen. And and there's, you know, and it's, we try to encourage them. And, and there's been like a couple that have went through the entire course. And then we got them started on another course, more on prophecy. So oh. they're learning more. Amen. But Praise the Lord. But please, uh, you know, the seeds are being planted. Yes. And it's, God is working in them. Thank you. Nico. Um, a while back I shared that I had connected with my biological half-brother. And um, when Esther and I and and Sherry were passing out the great controversies, actually let me back up a little bit. I had told him that David and um, who else? Randy and Brent had gone to go get these books, 8,000 pounds of them. And he was curious about the books. And um, so when Esther and... uh, Sherry and I were going out giving the books. I thought, I haven't even sent my brother a book. And I have a fear about that because they're Catholic. And I just, I just always had this fear about giving him the great controversy. Yes. Well, finally the other day, I got the courage to wrap it up, put a little note in it. And we took it to the post office, and the post office was closed. And it's like, oh, boy. 
So anyway, this week, um, yesterday I talked to him, and he mentioned something. I mentioned something about the book, and he goes, Those, "Is that the one that David went to pick up?" And I said, "Yeah," and I'm sending you a copy of it. And he goes, "Oh, good, finally." <laughs> anyway, I'm going to send him that book this week, and hopefully the post office will be open so I can mail it. Please pray for that wow. um, message to be given to him in a positive way. Praise thank the Lord. you. Very, thank you, Nico. I think Harry's next. You know, <clears throat> Gloria and I were reading the other day, and there's a, a section that Miss White wrote. It says, you know, during her time that Christ would have come during her time if the people were ready. And with what we're sharing now, I, I've been thinking about this for quite a while, and it kind of goes along with what's going on and what people are sharing today. But And our Sabbath school lesson also. When we are connected with Christ, he does the work through us. There is no fruit produced if Christ is not working through us. So our job is not to go and bring people in. Our job is to be connected with Christ. As long as we're connected with Christ, he will do the rest of it through us. Amen. And it's not happening unless we're connected with him. So our job is not to go out and bring people in. Our job is to stay connected with Christ and allow him to work through us. And if we approach it from that perspective, then we'll understand the truth better. Amen. We are the temple that he dwells in. So let us let him dwell. Uh, Doug? I was just sitting here thinking about, you know, I worked for the Census Bureau for 17 years. I went and knocked on doors every day, every month of every year for 17 years. And I ran into a lot of interesting situations. But two of them stick out of my mind. And and it always reminds me, you know, I ask the Lord every day, if he wants me to talk to someone to give me the right words. And I walked up to a door in a little tiny house in Sandpoint one day, and the lady was, she had a glass door, the whole door was glass. And there was a lady in the living room kneeling. And so I just stood there and waited until she got done. And she didn't get off her knees, but she looked at the door and, then she jumped up and came to the door. I said, well, I, would, I didn't mean to bother you. I said, I was thinking about leaving, but I saw you were praying, so I was just waiting, wondering if you'd get done and I could talk to you, and it, because I was doing my job, right? And she says, oh. She says, well, I was down there on my knees praying because I was just begging God to tell me somehow to quit smoking. And I, I told her, I said, it's your lucky day. <laughs> I smoked for 38 (laughs) years, and I told her exactly what I did to quit smoking. And God, yeah, and it was so perfect timing. I was just fascinated with the way that one went that day. (laughs) And months later, I was up north of Newport, Washington, went into a place. Always was cold turkey, right? Nobody knew I was coming. And I went and knocked on the door. And this lady came to the door, and she just looked horrible. She looked horrible. I mean, I, my heart went out to her instantly. 
She just looked horrible. Um, she was skinny and, and weak. She could hardly walk. So we got to talking. And while I was there, I was praying, something's wrong with this lady, God. What, what is wrong with her? And it just came to me. And I, it wasn't my words. It, it wasn't my thought. It was God's words. I, told, I asked the lady, how much water have you been drinking lately? And she said, well, I don't drink any water. Ooh. And I said, no water at all? She says, no, I can't stand it. I, my water's terrible. And she, I said, well, that's what's wrong here. You need to drink water. And it was so amazing to me that I even thought of that. But she thanked me so profusely because she said, I'm a nurse. I know that. But I totally <laughs> forgot it. And she said, you're probably right. That's what's wrong with me. Uh-huh. So that was two instances that, I, that stick out in my mind that if you are willing and you go blind without any pre-thought and it's something God wants you to do, he'll take care of everything. He'll say, he'll give you the words. He will. He'll set it up, you know. Yep. So I just, I encourage anyone who is willing to take the risk. Yes. There's really no risk. There's no risk in Christ. Yeah. And both instances, I felt really good too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have time for just one more here. So, uh, Karen. I would just like to tag on to Nico's um, comment about the post office. Um, I also mailed some um, great controversy. And when I was there, I had a stack of them. And uh, the lady says, so are these books? And I said, yes, they are. She says, may I ask what kind of books? Did you write them? And I said, no, I didn't write them. And so I was telling her about it. And, and I said, would you like one? And she said, yeah, I think I would. And so I didn't have an extra one with me that day. And I have stopped several times to the post office to give her one. And she's never there. Oh, no. So... If anybody goes, she's got gray hair. She's an older lady, and she would like a great controversy. So, um, Nico, when you go, <laughs> she's on it. And I also want to encourage you, um, and I need encouragement too. My daughter-in-law is, <clears throat> excuse me, she was raised Catholic. Sorry. It's all right. It's okay. She asked me if I would please mail her mom and dad one. Praise God. And so I did. I've never heard anything. But please pray. They are staunch Catholics. Um, Her other sister is a nun. And she would like somehow to get a great controversy to her. But she says, I know they won't give her one because they go through her mail all the time and um, disregard anything that's against the Catholic faith. She is not even allowed to visit her family without another sister going with her. Oh, wow. Well, I, uh, I want to thank you all for, for sharing today. And it's awesome to see how God is working. Uh, it's even going to be more awesome to see how he's going to be working Um, because I know that he's out to change each and every one of our lives. If you have an interest in in wanting to start a small group or study, and you don't know how or you need some help, talk to me, and we'll see what we can do. We'll we'll help you in every way we can. Um, 
But I would like you to continue to pray or start praying what God wants you to do and how you can fill that part in the body of Christ. So we'll have our closing songs now.